0: And welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah, joined by Brad, Stephen. Yeah, oh hey, Look at that! He's really here. Stephen is really here, and Woo-hoo. not just in, over Skype. Stephen, the physical human being. Yes, bad breath and all. Yes, you can touch him, Hi. biological Stephen.
1: Mm-hmm. You could reach through and grab me.
0: How How did this happen? How uh, are you here?
1: That did well. We have we have an upcoming podcast with a guest that I worked out that I I'd had to, I had to go the extra mile to get here and also um we needed specific napkin rings from crate and barrel that i had to come into the city and get so
2: oh so all that shit about you joining a band in williamsburg and leaving your family and that's all yeah no i'm a fucking
1: grown-up why would i do that
2: you didn't get a busboy job over at fucking the bar down i
1: was a (laughs) busboy in college thank you very much we've all worked the restaurant field i think john did you ever work in a restaurant never worked in a, a bar Should you're not a, a whole
2: person dude no, unless you've I never worked, in the I never worked in the service industry what only- did you
1: do you were you're a dj at i was a, bar. a bus
2: boy oh, no i'm talking in high school I was, a bus boy. I was a bus boy in college and then summer after high school i was like a waiter Ooh, yeah baby moving on up in a shitty tourist restaurant where that was great it was it was insane what
1: was that what was their cuisine at this restaurant
2: it was like just kind of American pub fare. I remember that the most the most expensive thing on the dish was uh, like broiled bay scallops, and one of the one of the waiters that had been there for a while showed me the trick. How like if it came back and like you know because they were covered in breadcrumbs and they'd only eaten half and the breadcrumb covering was intact and the other half you could pick away at it and it was okay because they were untouched.
1: These you know and still eat it or serve it to so someone you else.
2: Eat it. so we'd stand in the back like you know service area where the dirty dishes were and like pick little bay scallops out from the breadcrumbs and eat them
1: I worked at a restaurant in college There, I was the host but the host also was the busboy so you were like, I'll give, bring it to your table, and then I'll clean up your shit afterwards. Really? Yeah. Super classy.
0: I, for some reason, cannot figure I feel like you would be so snarky.
1: It was pretty bad. <laughs> um, but it was... The host part was funny, because people were genuinely nice. You know, want wanted to be seated. Someone was cool. I remember some old dude with a giant gin blossom came with his wife, and he went... If you point her to the restroom and me to the bourbon, we'll get right to it. And I went, whatever you need, I will bring to your table. You are the captain of this house. Like, I love you. But then one of the, but then some of the, I was only, some of the waiters were kind of snotty to me. And one guy was so rude to me. And then I found out he was an X Men fan. And I went up and I like dropped something. He went, oh, you,
2: Wait a waiter
1: was an X Men fan? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was an X Men fan. He was like he was like, You don't put the glasses in like this, he said to like my boss, but I was standing right there, so I followed him to his table and went, You have anything to say? Say right to me in front of all the customers. Not cool on my part. <laughs> he wasn't cool, but you know, two wrongs don't make anything except more wrong. And uh then I found out like he was like really into the X Men and so one day he's putting stuff away and I went, What'd you think of that episode that issue with Gambit? you think that was cool? He was like, What? <laughs> yeah, I read it too. We cool now See, no but- you're still a dick but <laughs> do you think you
0: working as a host at a restaurant um helped you prepare for hosting on television completely because i had to talk into a microphone
1: <laughs> and and people could hear uh, oh you did for yeah, real yeah wow. and, but this was also and and it also added to the fact that this was a, a country western bar no way yes and people would go to the jukebox and constantly play boot scoot and boogie by Brooks and Dunn. Oh my God. But I knew where the button on the back of the jukebox was to stop and skip to the next song, <laughs> which I would do constantly because I'm a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and you lasted? I mean, this is the industry
2: where you get fired more than you get, basically more than you work.
0: Yeah. No, and you I, didn't get fired. No, I didn't get fired. I ended that. up quitting. I've oh. been fired
1: for my share of gigs. Everybody should be fired. for. i am been fired for every gig I've been in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been fired with you. Consistency yeah, is is important. It's good to be. You should, everybody should be fired at least once. You should know what it feels you like. You should be fired. You yep. should be fired and punched in the face.
0: Uh, great segue because we <laughs> talk about getting punched on the face during this podcast. Can you believe it? <laughs> with Creepoid? With Creepoid. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, that's shit. Anna Accidental pa- segue. Anna and Pat from Creepoid came by. I met them. I saw them when they were touring with Jenny O'Neill Youngs and Against Me. Yeah. They uh and we played a bunch of shows with them, they played they played with us at South by Southwest. They're great, but Pat always has the craziest stories. Like you'll be like, Hey, do you know this guy? It's like, oh yeah, like I saw him like break a bottle and like fight someone at a bar with it, or like their guitar player like jumped out of a tree and broke his arm the day before. Like they always they're The day before a tour? Yeah. They're all but they, they tell these stories like it's like no big deal. So I was like, forever, I've been like, you guys just have to come on the podcast. And they had to, they're in Philly now. They used to be in Savannah. So they came up and did it. Both good towns. Yeah. I take Savannah over Philly. No offense, Philly. I think they were in Philly, then went to Savannah, and then moved back to Philly. Uh, Okay. Um, But yeah, they had so many great stories. So it was cool to finally get them in here. Savannah Island town, technically. Yeah. Technically an island.
2: Interesting. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) So it's not on a Savannah. No, it's not. Mm, it's on an island.
1: Is that joke I get about that wrong? What's that joke about the word island? Is that like I can't remember somebody something I read on the internet. It was like the first person to see an island said, "What do we call this? Uh, well, it's land. Well, okay, we'll call it is land. That's cool. <laughs> nah, no, that's too
0: easy. We got to fuck it up a little more. <laughs> island." <laughs> Um, but yeah, so <laughs>
2: that was a third grade joke if I ever heard one. That's why you were laughing.
0: <laughs> yes, I, re- indeed. <laughs> Creepo's record is called Cemetery High Rise Slum. Uh, it's awesome, kind of shoegazy, super heavy. You said that in a shoegazy kind of way. Yeah, actually. shoegazy. Um, but <laughs> they're great. I just saw them play in Brooklyn. It was super fun. In April, they're playing Union Transfer, very cool venue in Philly, with The Kills, featuring Alison Mossart from Discount um even though she never talks about how she was in discount <laughs> anyways uh let's, yeah let's uh, get there creepoid let's hear it creepoid let's hear it it's going on track! so what's up we're here with anna and pat from creepoid hey There's a gun and norman's here norman hi Austin. I love guest hosting I love it when you guest host (laughs) that's because I make your job lazier you do Norman knows like I never like get prepared for anything. And then Normal will come with like a list of like super interesting, well thought out questions. It's like what do you think of these? I'm like, those are all great. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what what I is. was
3: also thinking those
4: in the back of <laughs> my head. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad you wrote them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. funny because
3: that's our exact dynamic is like, you know, I shoot from the hip completely and Anna would be would have a list and be like, oh, this is what we're doing. That's a
4: big picture. I'm in details. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> good. It's good you guys.
0: Oh, that's an interesting. Can you move way that way closer about yeah, it? Actually. <laughs> yeah. Like I
4: focus I tend to hone in on the, the small things, but he's more like five steps ahead in the future. Yeah. And I have to catch up. Yeah. I'm like, well, what about this?
0: <laughs> I was always curious. Were you guys together before you were in the band mm-hmm. or after?
3: Yeah, before we were in the band. Yeah. We were
4: together uh, when we were young, um, 18 years old. Yeah. And then I moved to Italy and then he moved to Texas. So we weren't together for like five years. And then we reconnected. <laughs> On MySpace.
3: Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we had like We were
4: no just code. talking about this last night. I was like, did you friend me or did I friend you? I think you friended me.
3: I never sure. had any social media. And I think it was funny that like, my girlfriend at the time like gave me shit, so like that's why I got a MySpace. Page. <laughs> okay. like, yeah. 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 And she was she was in a bunch of bands and wrote a bunch of records about me, like over this like talking shit and stuff, but whatever. <laughs> See,
0: I think MySpace I when MySpace was a thing, I used to I was single mm-hmm. and I would be like, I don't know anybody who's actually met I mean, other than like creepy stories you would hear. Yeah. But like, you know, it wasn't like It replaced Friendster. I don't think you were you on Friendster. Okay, I
4: remember Friendster.
0: I mean, Friendster felt more like a meat market to Mm -hmm. me. That was like a good place. Yeah, makeout club. Yeah, I I, I wasn't
3: on Friendster. I was on Makeout Club though. (laughs) I never never did. I feel like all these
0: sites, people would be like. Um, like I met all these girls I'm like all I like see are photos of people's cats and shit like, I, was, I was like I'm always doing it wrong I know you were
4: on Meow Space oh my god
0: it was a couple letters off yeah, Ugh.
3: yeah uh, no we, we actually Anna and I played in a band together before we were married um, called The G and we did an LP and it was like kind of noisy, just like pop rock well, yeah, stuff. Yeah,
4: I just completely made noise on And, a, and on I never the played a band. Like, before. I had no <laughs> idea what yeah. I was doing
3: I now. was a landscaper in Philly and I, I found a circuit bent keyboard on the side of the road. Someone was throwing it out and it was like just total trash noises. And I was like, alright, here. Just, <laughs> just plug this into this amp. Our first and- live show,
4: he's like, I'm like, what am I doing? You're like, just do it. How do you feel? Like, I was like, alright. And that show was with Sean Miller's other band, yeah. That was the first night I I met Sean, and Pat's introduction to me, it, uh, Sean was from across the room. He's like, "That's Sean. We don't really get along, but I respect him." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "All right, yeah. Go meet this guy." Yeah. yeah,
3: and then we ended up that band broke up, and we got married, and then Sean came to visit us, and it snowed. A, a blizzard happened in Manionk and Philly on the hills, so. You couldn't get cars in and out, and, like, the bars just stay open because the cops can't do anything because there's so much snow, so it's just, (laughs) like, like lawless, you know what I mean? People driving, like, those... Yeah, ATVs and stuff, like, up your hills, like, little kids. Yeah, so, like, Sean got, like, stuck at our house, and we had a old uh, uh, Sound of... What is it? The Sound of Music tape machine? It was, like, a quarter-inch tape machine. It was, like, busted, and Sean's acoustic guitar and all of our old band's equipment, so we actually wrote and recorded our whole first seven inch and in was like three days and that is how like creepoid even like started as a band and oh, stuff wow. so it was, it was but cool. so wait
0: you didn't know what you were doing and no, didn't, didn't even play anything. bass yeah she didn't do anything uh, at first did you play the, the noise machine on seven no. inch? No, no, they were just the two of them it was <laughs> <laughs> wrote everything and, sean and then I, yeah. sean
4: was like well it'd be cool if like we had like another vocal and they were like can Anna sing? <laughs> Come like, downstairs. Yeah, she can sing. I, like, I do not know how to sing at all, but like, sure, like I'll try. Yeah. And
3: then we called our buddy Pete, and Pete came and put, like, slide guitar and stuff. So it was like, we were like, oh, we got something here. And Anna actually played all of Tom our hum. first shows. We would sit down when we'd play, like, and we we had a, 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 a bed sheet that I soaked in a bucket of bleach for a couple of days. So it was, like, falling apart and, like, see-through. And we would put it in front of us and put projections, and we didn't want anyone to know who we were. So like all of our original stuff is like it's all secret. Like it's this new band, you know. And then Sean we were, is very shy. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and it, was all, it was like that.
0: Was
4: that
3: the real reason? Yeah,
4: yeah. That's part of it. I mean, if you look at the first the first couple shows we played without it's the like curtain, Sean is it's like class. wrapped in a hoodie, like it's it's you can like- barely <laughs> see his face. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it looks like the Unabomber. But but- yeah, they
4: when the songs were written. The the bass was passed back and forth originally between uh, Sean and Pete, yeah. and they would just alternate who played guitar and who played bass. And then finally, like Pete was just like, "If you could just learn to play bass, like that would just make this a lot easier <laughs> on everybody." You so, were
3: playing. You started yeah, just, rehearsing. You were playing shows within like a month. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then there's been uh, that was four years ago.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Wow, that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anna Anna never played an instrument until like But I feel then. like
0: that probably happens like a lot. Yeah. You know? Like Definitely. I was, I always for some reason when you were telling the story about the the keyboard mm-hmm. thing or whatever, like <laughs> I was thinking of the first time I saw Vampire Weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was <laughs> like I remember so it was at the East River band shell. They right. weren't they hadn't broke yet. You know, mm-hmm. there was still just a bunch of people in, like, Ralph Lauren clothes dancing to them, like, when they were... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... But, like, I remember just being incensed by two things that were going on. So one was that, like, before they even went on, I looked at the way the drummer had set up his kit, and mm-hmm. I was like, no good drummer would ever set up their <laughs> kit like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know who this guy is, but I know he's not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think he's changed his setup since. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> but funny. the second thing I remember was that uh, the keyboard player, you know, he only had this, like, tiny, like, Casio kind mm-hmm. of keyboard and this, like, it, I mean, it was... It was kind of cute in a weird yeah. way, because yeah. it was just like, boo, boo, like just like one finger. Yeah. Yeah. It's was just like, oh, he doesn't really know
3: how to play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. And I would have one whole hand on one end of the keyboard, mashing a bunch of them, and a tambourine going, and singing backup vocals, and it was awesome. We had a lot of fun with that band, but that band had a had a violent end. Uh, okay uh, <laughs> pete, <laughs> pete joe the, the ex-member of Creepwood, and he was in that in the g also uh-huh. was like oh i grew up with pete i've been playing in bands since i was like 14 but pete uh has got real crazy one night at show and uh smashed a pint glass on the other guitar player's face and like slashed him. So, oh my so like, god,
4: I guess you're out of the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so, kind of... It's pretty brave that Sean was in the band with Pete, yeah. Considering he his, never got he never combination combination slashed. slashed, so <laughs> a couple <of> fist fights,
3: yeah. A couple fist fights,
4: really. <laughs> but, but oh,
3: yeah, I can't see Sean in a fist fight. Oh, me and Sean used to go at it, but really, like, oh my god, but yeah. respectfully i mean uh, yeah i guess a fair one's the best way to put it because no (laughs) one's jumping in that's for sure it's just the two of us but you know we've been we sean and i've known each other since the fifth grade so it's kind of like but but the funny thing we've never played in a band together until creepoid it's the first band we've ever done together and that's not until we're like late 20s or something like sean was always in other bands and like my bands would play with sean's bands and like vice versa and like I even went as far as, like, went to a studio with one of his bands and helped him, like, produce a record and did backup vocals, but I've never, like, been in one of those things, so it was funny, we're like, man, we fucked up, we should have been doing this, like, a really long time ago. Like, you and I actually have a thing.
0: Do you think it's possible to, like, know someone since fifth grade, let's say? Mm -hmm. Like, the old, the person that I know the longest I've known since seventh grade. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's still difficult for me to
3: look at her and not think of her as 12 years old. Oh, totally. No, (laughs) no. You should hear the conversation Sean and I have. And I could count how many times I call him a nerd while we talk to each other, it's like ridiculous. Like, they
4: tried to, they're like, you don't understand what he was like in high school. Like, right. You're like, like, you, you
3: can't let go of those
4: first images. Now, but like, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I think I do that with, with you, I think. Oh, yeah. Totally. Because I think of Pat with his backwards haircut. When it went What's this a, backwards way. a backwards haircut? The, the hair mod. went this way. This oh. went I, was, I was way mad. Oh, and man. me and my girlfriends yeah. were always like, oh, that's that kid with the backwards haircut. <laughs> and we'd make fun of him. You know? yeah.
3: <laughs> but you, know, it, it we were ta- you were talking about me. That's yeah. all I wanted. Yeah. I, that was the way I looked at things. You know, like
4: I think that's true. Like you have that memory of first seeing the person. It just mm-hmm. sticks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Although I don't remember ever meeting Jonah. When did we meet? Did we, we meet like I don't know, man. I mean, I guess probably through Trevor when you were doing oh, anti-matter stuff. Maybe no that long. No, I don't <laughs> think I've known you that long. You don't think so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> maybe maybe when no you memory. interviewed me
0: for that Thursday documentary Oh, that might have been... No, because I I had known you enough to make fun of the shorts you were wearing that Uh, day. Yeah, Yeah,
5: it was was a level of familiarity. You wouldn't have had to know
0: me that well to make fun of those shorts. (laughs) I recently got another pair of shorts where, like, someone came over and they're like, dude, seriously? They're
5: shorts!
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, but they're, like... Short. They're so short, and they have, like, palm trees on them. Oh, man. I like it. Yeah, I mean... They were, like, practically underwear. I was like, what are you doing? I like (laughs) shorts that look like... I like shorts that look like bathing suits. (laughs) <laughs> Just my thing. What kind of shorts do you like? Well,
4: we're not. Pat doesn't let us. He gets mad if we wear shorts on stage. No, you can't do them. On stage. Creep, you yeah, can't, that doesn't yeah. happen. Shorts, no shorts. On Even stage.
0: if it's super hot.
4: No.
3: Okay,
0: okay, let's not, do this. We've actually function. we have talked about this with other bands. I think when I've when I've guest hosted, but this is a good. I think this is a good topic. What mm. are the rules of being in Creepwood? Mm. Every band has rules, yeah. whether you like it or not. Uh you guys definitely. regularly get drug tested?
3: We- <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have we have like we definitely have rules. I mean, one that we yell at people about all the time is like, you know, if you're driving, like you don't get off the highway unless you can see the destination mm. from the highway like yeah. i don't want because so many times been like i'm gonna to go to the gas station you pull off it's like 20 miles to the left <laughs> and, you're like,
4: and nick just goes oh,
3: <laughs> like, so, oh so that's sorry. a rule we have that rule that's um, a good rule we have the uh if we're getting taco bell everyone's getting taco bell because because <laughs> we still have all these taco bell food cards you know so it's a it's a rare occasion now actually last time we used it we we bought a hundred tacos and brought them to a show and just gave them out to kids. And that was, (laughs) was they were so happy.
0: Have you tried the breakfast yet? No.
3: No.
4: Sean wants to. What's the
3: breakfast? They
4: have like Taco Bell's breakfast tacos
3: now.
0: Oh, it's not something crazy. No. Like a,
3: oh, yeah. No, it's like Cheeto. It's
0: a egg biscuit. There's like a waffle
3: taco. It's just a waffle folded in half, full of crap. Like, you know, that, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks rough, man. Like I don't know. Like, but I mean,
0: if you're gonna, depending where you are in the country, if your choice is Taco Bell or Waffle House, I
3: won't go to Waffle House. Really? Yeah. One time, one time we were on tour and my little brother was roading for us, and he doesn't ride with us anymore because he he started having kids and serious job and all that stuff but he he's a maniac he's like just a totally wild kid that's loves hardcore and he's just like a nut and uh he we went to a waffle he went to a waffle house we were outside and the person took so long to get to him that he he waited it out and when he when they got to him he was like, oh, like all right what do you want and he goes actually i was just waiting to tell you how fucking horrible your service is, and how <laughs>
5: like, you all, like flipped the table over ridiculous. and like, like screamed what? at them, and, like, and then was like, the Yeah, guy. it was like,
3: that's all I have to say, and just like walked outside. and It's like you waited in there for an hour to freak out on the guy, and he's like, I feel a lot better. Like, I was just like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, so Waffle House, we Look, avoid that. So I've never really eaten breakfast. I'm I've not a breakfast that. guy. That's not yeah. a breakfast so, I'm
0: a sandwich so. lunch guy. I saw a girl come out of the subway (laughs) yesterday with this Waffle House... like parody t-shirt from like I'm assuming it was a band I don't remember what mm-hmm. the band name was yeah. but in the cursive underneath it it was like Tennessee's Hot Fried Emo or something oh, like man. that and I was like I have to hear this band oh, <laughs> and I forgot who it was Hot, Hot Fried, Fried Emo yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um,
4: and, I'm, and I'm sure
0: they're amazing
3: yeah they're probably great you're rolling your eyes
0: <laughs> you're gonna be like fucking at their feet soon well I mean
4: soon.
3: anyone that tries to act like they eat Waffle House on tour obviously doesn't go out on tour long enough they're like they do like a week and they're like that was great my stomach's fucked right now like we go out for like months at a time like i would literally die like something like really bad would happen to me i think my
0: my entire constitution changes on tour because i'm able to eat just
3: anything oh yeah no we we actually try to eat well like sean likes to like work out and stuff but he's in the van so in he, the van oh yeah he gets like how as soon as we get in the van sean gets in the same gym shorts he wears every day and takes his shirt off i feel like i'm hanging out with henry rollins like <laughs> constantly and he's just like in the back seat like all right what's up like trying to do weird push-ups <laughs> he does, like stretches. And, stretches and everything like wow. it's really funny and when he drives he like Puts his feet up, all crazy, and like when just he dry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gets, I think
4: that's part of it is like trying to stay awake. Oh, you, try, right, you know what I mean? Right. Like he'll start maneuvering his body in weird
3: ways. Yeah, because we did some crazy drives this year. Like when we played Psych Fest. Sean had a broken arm and we like he All oh, right, Sean fell down a flight of stairs drunk and broke his arm at, like a week before we had to go on tour. Well, <laughs> so. Sean's
4: a serial like climber. <laughs> he likes to climb things when he's drunk, and he always it always gets him yeah, in like trouble. Years
3: before that, he jumped out of a tree and shattered his heel. Oh. <laughs> and, and I had to carry so, him to the van. Oh.
4: <laughs> so when he called, we were supposed to do our taxes as a band, okay. and he called us up and he's like, Oh yeah, I had a rough night last night.
3: <laughs> he texted me and said. A dog a dog bone, bone and fell, fell down, down the some stairs.
4: stairs. I went. That sounds to me like he was climbing. <laughs> if I know my Sean Miller. Yeah. I would bet he was climbing. Yeah. So he gets in the car. We're on our way to the he tax man, rough, and he did not look good. <laughs> and he's in. He's like holding his arm like this. He gets in the van, like sits down. He's got his coffee, but he's not drinking it. He was so definitely drunk too because
3: he was saying joke. He was laughing. Yeah, and Everybody was, like, was laughing at his jokes. Like, I was
4: like, Do you want to go to the hospital? You know. He's like, No. Let's just. Get the taxes done. Get the taxes done Sean, first. Sean, you know, <laughs> finances I'll the, first. I'll go
3: look into it. So
4: we go to get out. He was talking
3: about going to like a minute clinic. I turn <laughs> around. No. I just
4: see Sean pass out on our car. Oh. Like, body slam. <laughs> he, head rolls back. He didn't hit
3: the ground. I caught his he head. he fell on
4: the car. No, and
3: I caught him when he was going off the car. So I throw him in the car <laughs> and, I and he wakes to up
4: he comes to in the car where are we going
3: no he I'm woke like, up going I, lied! Yeah,
4: we told I him, lied we told him we're taking to the ER and he yeah. was like I gotta tell you guys something I lied <laughs> I lied I was climbing <laughs> <laughs> yeah we know yeah, we, are we know very we aware. were climbing he's like also I hit my head hit my pretty head. bad I was like look his head's still his head's bleeding. He's bleeding so bad. Oh my god. On his head. We're like, man, what why didn't fuck? you tell us this? <laughs> yeah.
0: He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so so he sweep- did he sleep like
3: that yes. the night before? So He's, my
4: cousins he slept with a broken arm and he, his head bleeding. My
3: cousins are rugby players, and like Sean lived with them in high school and stuff, <laughs> and they're like crazy maniac <laughs> brothers, you know, and they have a house together. They're bartenders, you know. And Sean tells me after the fact, like, we're at the hospital waiting. He's like, so, Chris, um, when I knocked myself out and woke up on the steps, he uh, saran-wrapped ice around my arm and put a hoodie on me and told me to go (laughs) to sleep. (laughs) sleep.
4: (laughs) So I was like, you could
3: have died, man. he's like, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. He was so uh,
4: delirious. uh, When we pulled up to the ER, because we knew he wouldn't be able to walk in, we were trying to get as close as we could. So we're trying to, like, tell the guy we need a wheelchair to get him out this woman goes <laughs> to the car can you give me a ride to can you give me a ride to the Acme like so, and like, and Sean's going give, give her a ride I'm a proud. I'm good <laughs> he's, like, he's like why don't you just help this lady
3: out I had, I had, to, tell, I had to turn and around and he's going
4: and don't, let <laughs> <laughs> don't let them shave my head <laughs> <'Cause that laughs> yelled, don't let
3: them shave my head we would've been there he was yelling don't let them shave
4: my head cause that my-. would've cancelled the tour yeah, yeah. that would've been over or we would've performed as the Smashing Pumpkins we joked about that we would've just Showed up and aw-
3: I would have had a ponytail and we would have <laughs> yeah. all been in costume, like right. turtleneck would have been like, like totally, but no, uh, he. So we hired this kid to, like, fill in as a guitar as player. Guitar. So pretty much, like, this young kid is standing next, behind Sean's equipment with me in the dark, getting blasted with fog every night, and Sean's up there with a lap steel and a full arm cast that goes from his elbow <laughs> all the way to his armpit. A what?
4: guitar on a, on a keyboard stand. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what it was. That's,
3: that's what we real. referred to as. <laughs> it was as, not a lap steel. The sounds we were getting from that that's a lap steel
0: in certain neighborhoods yeah
3: yeah yeah. and he got like he a, raised, a he the got raised the nut okay. and like yeah. he had it all set up like that so when it was like the ghetto version it's like yeah, yeah. buy this one nut and you can just totally change everything about your guitar but no uh this kid he's like terrified the whole time every couple days on tour because he's never toured before he's like so that that last day, are we really driving from Austin straight to Philadelphia? And I was like, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, we got to get on a plane. We got to get on an airplane and go to <laughs> yeah. England, like, the next day. And Sean's like, got to get his going, cast cut we're off. Going. Yeah, Rick, Sean's <laughs> got to get his cast cut off at 8 a.m. And at 10 p.m., we're going to be on a flight to London. So, like, she kept asking, like, every, Oh, are we gonna like stop and take like rests and stuff? Like, <laughs> no, we're gonna r- rotate seats rest. and drive no, straight no there. Like, what are you talking about? So it went down. We we waited and we watched thirteen floor elevators play. And as soon as they got done, we got in the van at like midnight and drove straight to Philadelphia. And th- this kid, he like. Didn't drive like rarely ever, and like we did, I did like fourteen hours on that drive. We did; it was like a thirty-something hour drive that Jesus, time because like everything yeah, went down. Right. And, and he finally well, we get to Pennsylvania. We
4: hit the Pennsylvania border, yeah. so we still have like six hours to go. It's like probably one a.m., yeah. two a.m. And Sean's driving, and he's doing his leg maneuvering. Like crazy. He's things, barely wearing clothes, and he's speeding. <laughs> Sean's the speeder, like fast he'll, as hell. goes real fast. Like, and then. Uh, <laughs> I'm sort of looking, I'm like, you good, man? Like, you all right? I'm good. But I think it was freaking Bill out because he kept being like... (laughs) I could drive, man. Well, he had been just sitting I there watching for, for twenty I'm something good. hours. I could drive. I could just take us home.
3: Because he had been sleeping for so long. Like, <laughs> slept like,
4: for all day, you know. Yeah, he's already, I can
3: do you that. Know, like no, I drove. I'm asleep. Me. Nick drove. He's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like we're dead so asleep. Finally, you know? Bill,
4: Sean's kind of like, I think just to amuse himself. He goes, "All right, man. You want to drive? Like, take over. You got this." Like so he pulls over. <laughs> Bill gets in. All right, you know, he's driving. Like, half hour later, he's like, I can't do it anymore, guys! He (laughs) bailed. He's like, I'm sorry, I I just can't. And, like, Nick goes, right, I got it. Like, Nick (laughs) took over, he's like... So, okay, wait,
0: I'm going to have to stop the story for one second. So... I think it's hubris because I really love the way you specifically <laughs> have voices for everybody we in did. the game. Yeah, it's amazing. But like, <laughs> okay, I hear Sean's voice when you do it. But Nick, yeah, you
3: turn him into Batman. And we yeah. and was, <laughs> we, all, we yeah. do it to Nick.
5: Yeah, like yeah.
3: straight up. It's, like it's, when he uh, says something stupid or like is annoying, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> and, then he, and he's just like, oh. I'm just like, with his head down. Like, like, we do it to him all the time. But and, like, so, okay, and so sister. No, I'm obviously,
0: nobody who's listening, not nobody, but most people who listen to the podcast don't know what Nick actually sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Nick is, like, not,
3: doesn't he's sound a, like Batman He's a nice, at all. quiet guy. He has, a, he has a very low voice. It's very low. It's very low. And, like, he talks he starts to talk lower as he i actually think
0: he has this very like what i would call a sweetheart
4: voice he does yeah Yeah. Yeah, he's a sweetheart
3: (laughs) anna's sister was our tour manager on our last tour and she had to get us all together and be like look no more making fun of nick yeah you guys all hang up on nick and no more voices and then after that we're like making fun of nick right away like oh my sister emily has like a very
4: thick philadelphia accent yeah so like sometimes people can't understand her (laughs) you need
3: to stop making fun of nick we were on
4: tour with a place to bury strangers she would talk to dion the bass player who's from new zealand and she couldn't understand his accent and he couldn't understand her (laughs) accent so they would just be talking and they would just be like Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I <laughs> Like, see ya. <laughs> like, walk away.
0: So where yeah. does it, where does it come from? Where does that like the Batman come from?
4: I don't know. That's,
3: he does it. Like he does, does he? It. Yeah. Like we spend so much time with Nick. You know, like constantly we are together. You know, we yeah. go on so many tours right now. And we're around each other, so it's like he does it i mean i guess
0: it's like i mean it's funny i'm thinking about it and i was like yeah every band i've been in we have voices for everybody he dresses in all black so (laughs) he's
4: kind of like although
0: i gotta say like i know that my band members have had voices of me i've never heard
3: them oh no see see, that's the thing Uh, Uh, that's why we yeah we survive well we survive (laughs) that way because a lot of bands that we tour with will have like these little inner band feuds and stuff and they're like but you guys like are always getting along and laughing and stuff. I'm like, that's because we are mean and shit to each other. Like we are <laughs> no, so mean to each other. Like
4: we don't hold back if we're mad. Yeah, it's all if you it's, let it all yeah, out.
3: If you're pissed at somebody, you wait until we get in the van and then you go, "All right, dude," and it like turns into like a thing. Like we've been in full on like someone's sleeping in the van multiple people are sleeping Usually in the van like one time one time Anna straight up we had our own two-bed hotel because like no one else wanted to come in the room because we got in such a bad fight they all slept in. The- well they drank in the van with the doors open and woke up in the van with the doors open like that's how oh, that went wow. down like, next birthday yeah it was next birthday in fargo, fargo. <laughs> but no like, like- we, we spend so much time together and we don't hold back so we just rip on each other so it's totally like a normal thing so when like Nick even does the voice himself now like, makes fun of himself sometimes <laughs> and does it. And it's, like, awesome. We all break out mm-hmm. laughing. Yeah, I stuff,
0: feel like, like I couldn't do that in you, because I feel like we tour so rarely. They'd be like, hey, what's up? It's like, why are you making fun of me? I haven't seen you in, like, six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it sucks. Yeah, this is more of, like, <laughs> like we're that's all... that's it? Yeah. Like, I got. We yeah, joke see around. Too, man.
3: Our touring is, like, we joke around. It's like we're, like, a platoon in the army. Like the The whole thing doesn't function unless we're all doing our our part because we're such a small like we don't bring a sound person and like we don't we like we're such a small crew that like everybody's like yeah it's we're one unit so it's like when someone eats we all eat when someone sleeps right. we all sleep like you know it's <laughs> like it's totally like being in the army and like being in like a crew and like luckily Anna and I are both the oldest of our families like and have lots of siblings and stuff and so it's like. We're used to it. I've, you know, my, me and my brothers are like crazy. We did the craziest things when we were kids. And now it's like, oh, I just do the same shit with like Sean Miller. <laughs> and, right? Like, we're pretty much brothers. I've known him since fifth grade. So you yeah. guys are on the road so much, it seems like, too. Yeah. It's, we did 10 months this year and, uh, we drove 85,000 miles, not including UK. what we drove in the UK. Like, so it was, uh, since
4: we went full time.
3: Yeah. So last July, we did. Eighty-five thousand miles, and wow, yeah, that doesn't even include. I guess before that, we had a bunch of touring under about that year as well. So probably well over that, but yeah, it's you know, I look at it this way: like all these bands talk about '90s bands and '90s throwback and '90s music and stuff, and it's like, well, one thing I learned from the '90s is that if you want to be a successful band, like you know, the Jesus Lizard, you need to tour for six months out of the year and you need at least you know and you need to push your records as hard as you can you need to play every small club to every big club and you need to bring it as hard as you can every night if there's five people there or if there's like a thousand people there you know what i mean so we all practice that you know being that all of us are come from punk and hardcore and everything you know i mean i do think that's something that's one thing that i I feel like
0: i've noticed over the years is that like You guys play, like, places where even I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like just real small town kind of places where I'm like, okay. But, you know, even back when I was more touring, there were places that to me were sort of like, yeah, of course we're going to play in South Carolina. We're going to play, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like Mm -hmm. states where I'm seeing bands these days just completely skip. Like, Mm -hmm. now it's just like every tour that I look at, every routing is just major market and... That's it. And mm-hmm. I'm and I feel like even when we were playing these places, people were stoked mm-hmm. and they remember you, they mm-hmm. support you, they're always there for you. Yeah. And like when we came like when Texas came back, we obviously couldn't do a, like a full tour because we all have like right. jobs and yeah. families and things yeah. now. But like we tried to play every territory in some centralized location. So in the south we played Atlanta
5: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and we're like, "Look, i'm guessing that people are going to come from other places and sure enough they do those same people who came to those shows in south carolina and florida and like all those places tennessee and like you know they came we talked to them at the show we hung out like Mm. you know it was awesome and that's i kind of feel like one thing about what you guys do that i actually really respect because i do feel like those people are going to be loyal to you for like
4: Many years yeah. to come. I think that's what we learned from Harrisonburg. Yeah. That's Harrisonburg, Virginia, where James Madison University is. They used to do Macrock there. Mm-hmm. We went and played Macrock one year and the show was like fine. We played at like 7 p.m. at like a small club. And and then we were kind of like tired. We had been out really late the night before. So we were like, well, let's just go back to the hotel and like see what happens. So here we fall asleep and it's like 2 a.m. Pat gets a call from his buddy who owns a skate shop and he's like, you guys want to play? Like, we're raging down here. That's like, yeah. <laughs> Hangs off the phone. And I'm like, all right, everybody up. Get up. No one wanted like, to go. What? Like, I forced, I forced, right forced all of like, them
3: to get up and get in the, the van. Like,
4: we're to play a show. Well, he's Picho, like, yeah, let's go. show
3: that <laughs> night was so drunk earlier that he was in the bathtub. No,
4: that was another, that was another year. Uh, yeah, that was when we knew we were playing two sets. Uh, I yeah. knew, so that's yeah. why we put him in the bathtub.
3: Yeah, he had like a six pack, <laughs> and he's like, I had to convince there. him, I'm like,
4: Pete, man, you stink. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, I hate to tell you, but like, and he's like, really? I'm like, you need to take a bath. But I didn't think he was going to take his beer in the bath. A whole six pack hanging from the-,
3: the nozzle. I hear splash, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like splashing around like yeah, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. splashes stuff it was so funny and we took him to the club but no we went to the this skate is the shop first year yeah, and the we show shop. up
4: and it was like packed kids are raging like we're like should we change our set like it'd be more like Crazy, you know. and We were like, "Nah, let's just like do our thing, whatever." And kids, like to this day, when we play Harrisonburg, they're like, "I, we fell in love with you guys that night because you just were like ready to party, you know." And like <laughs> every time we play Harrisonburg, no matter what, like we sell our, the club out every time. Well, we it got, is like we got
3: banned from a club there, the Blue Nile. <clears> we got <throat> we got banned because the promoter was mad that people shot the whole stage of silly string at one of the shows the we night night. played while we while we smashed That's up nice. our equipment and we didn't know we were banned and like so like we're like going on the next tour and we're like all right cool we go to like hit them up and they're like oh no like you guys are banned and we're like oh shit so we're like well (laughs) fuck that let's let's just book a house show and like we have been selling out their clubs in that town like crazy so we're like all right so we book a house show and the first band didn't even start yet, and there was two hundred kids there in the whole yard and the whole house, oh, and the man. cops showed up and <laughs> shut down the party before there was even music. Wow. So it got moved to another house and we went and we ended up playing at like four AM and it was like a couple hundred kids trying to get into this house and it was like the best show. Like so like we did that for a year. Every time we went there, we went back to doing house shows and like pop up stuff, which was always insane. But the club ended up closing, the Blue Nile closed. And a good buddy of ours, who's a photographer that did the cover of uh, the self-titled album, like those photos of us and the photos for Wet, the EP on Graveface. And uh, he bought it and changed it. And now it's called The Golden Pony. And they totally revamped it. And uh, we played the first show there as the opening band lifting (laughs) our band from from the the venue. Sometimes you get banned from a venue and they forget about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Music Hall Williamsburg. I got banned. He we,
4: you personally got banned. The the ban wasn't band. <laughs> He and Sean Miller were banned. I'm cool and Nick's cool. You guys are the only
3: ones. When we played at Dinosaur Jr., I I drank too much and was doing flips off the stage and knocked myself out and woke up in an ambulance out front and like just totally messing with the paramedics. Like, you know, they're like, How much do you weigh? He was i was so like,
4: drunk. I came a in a buck and a quarter. Told like, like, up. <laughs> <laughs> and then they looked at me, they're like <laughs> like,
0: i do it's so funny because i was at that show where we were hanging out before and you told me that story yeah. and i was like oh that's funny and then like last song of your set you get in the mic you're like yo we got banned from here but yeah. we're back whatever you yeah. like, yeah. had to have like the last
3: word well no the thing was he was trying to get me to sign paperwork to like so i couldn't sue if i was seriously hurt uh-huh. and i don't have to do that i walked out I was out there on my own I was awake the people in the para- the paramedics were like he's cool he's just drunk yeah. and, like, and like and my wife's standing there like I'm his wife he's an idiot Like, you know, so like they know I'm fine and like uh, uh, Sean's standing there and the guy's trying to get me signed and Sean's going outside of the ambulance you don't have to sign that you don't have to consent to that you don't have to consent to that <laughs> don't, that don't do that back like, like all that stuff so the guy turns around and goes you're banned to Sean first <laughs> and then and then he bans me but I'm so drunk that I didn't care I just kept walking in the venue and <laughs> Just have to like, come on, dude! You have to like, go back outside. I'm like,
4: what's up? No, like, the you- best was we pull the van around to to load our gear. We open the back and Pat goes. <gasps> Where's all our gear? Like your face. Like, your gear was stolen. I'm like, it's in the club it's they stole- still. <laughs> we haven't loaded out yet. No. Okay. Somebody somebody like stole it. my vans
3: out of the green room that night. And it was a converse show, so I was all worried. I was like, Nobody did they stole really steal my vans? Van? Like, somebody took them. Like, you know, it was a wild night. My, I lost my cell phone that night. And a dude tweeted at us and was like, I think I found Creepoid's cell phone. And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? And he mailed it to me. Like, I was, oh, got my wow. phone back wow. nice. like, yeah it was nice Donovan Jr. was so good that night yeah but yeah they banned me and then literally six months later we got the headline there so that was <laughs> really cool
4: six months <laughs> 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 troxel Pat, time that has some issues in time, yeah. troxel time is <laughs> it moves same. real
0: fast it's
4: like <laughs> this is mom too it's your whole it family. was so
0: crazy six hours later we <laughs> <were him laughs> like, Yeah. the next day
4: well i learned about troxel time real quick when you told me i when i was living in baltimore he calls me up he's like yeah we're gonna be there soon we're all gonna crash at your place this other band i'm like cool in reality, they're like just leaving Texas. Like, no,
3: nah, we were leaving Asheville, North Carolina.
4: You were nowhere near Baltimore. I, I, I do, do want, want to
0: point out that just five seconds ago, I created Pat voice
3: for
4: myself. <laughs> so now
3: I have I have a Pat yeah, voice. Yeah, there you go. No, you gotta have. You gotta do it. Sean's is funny when he doesn't. When he He's, does your voice, yeah.
0: The problem is I can't do. You have. You both have it, and Sean very much has that. Uh, yeah. There's some inflection about your a's. Mm, yeah. where like this it's this like, silly thing, yeah like <laughs> i have to hear it now but there's something like yeah there's an extra twang
4: <laughs>
3: to your a's the best is uh when i get real drunk i my uh i can get like real texas like because i lived there for a while like some reason i can get like like touring with a bunch of 30 year olds that are like so ser- serious texans and like being a philly kid and moving there at like 21 and living there till i was like 26 or whatever like I could get that way with them, so it was really funny. Like we would when we did dates with nothing. Nikki was like, "You guys start getting all weird and like southern out of nowhere." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pete will too. Yeah, because Pete lived Cause there Pete too, lived so it was like a couple of us were talking like that. Like it was really funny. It's a weird. I mean, Texas, Philly hybrid. Like,
0: this like, so I mean, with even with the Savannah thing or whatever, there mm-hmm. does seem to be some sort of like love affair with the South, definitely. Of yeah, some sort.
3: yeah, yeah. We, I mean, the music the you know music is from there (laughs) (laughs) music music. (laughs) you know what i mean like it's it's uh it's cool man i mean like when i left philly i was like only into like hardcore and only into punk and stuff like that and when i left austin i was you know listening to like Scott Walker but you that's also about I mean? like, like a, an
0: age thing too
3: right? <laughs> yeah. it kind of it was also like I, I got really into like garage stuff in like garage the late 90s you know and yeah. it was way bigger in the south so like I was already into like the oblivions and like 68 comeback and like 68 comeback i've bought their 45 because it was on sub pop and i didn't realize it was going to open a whole you know love of big star for me you know what right. i mean but it did all that like re- like right at like 22 so it was like, also like right the
4: silver juice. i feel like that's yeah, a, that's exactly
0: i was tw- 21 yeah. to 22 i think is like a, a really like like, if your taste doesn't evolve at that time, you might you're, be in trouble. You might be that guy at the party when you're 35. We're like, what the fuck does that guy listen to? Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, definitely. but I mean, I, I remember, like, for me, 21 and 22 was like, I spent all my time at this coffee shop because mm-hmm. I didn't have a job. And I was like, and my friend Josh, like, worked there and just mm-hmm. gave me free shit. And, uh, and we would just listen to records. And he was like, his taste had evolved a lot further than mine at that point. So he was introducing me to a lot of stuff from the 60s. like I mean, we were list, like Silver Apples. I remember it mm-hmm. was the first time I heard them. Or like um, Even Love or like things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, then I moved to Chicago the next year. And then that sort of like cemented everything because I was already sort of starting to like get into like other things. Like I got into like techno when I was in Germany and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And Chicago just sort of distilled everything like because they were just into everything. It was like dub Mm -hmm. and techno and like psych and like, you know, just folk and, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like. By the time I left Chicago, I felt like musically a completely different human being. Like, Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's what like. I felt
3: with Texas, you know, yeah. like that changed me, you know, as soon as I was there, I was like, got turned on to like 13 floor elevators, but then also was turned on to like early butthole surfers and was like, whoa, all right, <laughs> yeah, and like, I'm into this and like cherubs and like stuff that I was just like, all right, like I can totally like, I love Jesus Lizard, so obviously I was going to find out about Scratch Acid, so it all like texas did this thing you know but at the same time i also was super into noise like i i used to perform a lot with like a bunch of noise acts like we'd play like north six and stuff like back in the day so it was like i think the open-mindedness and raw live energy of like noise and like punk and stuff made me really open to like wanna like find other things really quick and like you know anna and i were going to like you know d j nights and like mod dance nights and stuff back then it was like all soul, so I mean right. obviously I was already open to that too, so it was like I just needed someone to point me in the right direction, and uh you know a bunch of dudes I met in Texas and the band the Golden Boys, they definitely did that for me, so that was really cool,
0: yeah, okay, but now the question becomes you really want to listen to a hardcore record mm-hmm. you get in the mood you're just like mm. I-, I want to listen to a hardcore record yeah what record is it
3: oh man well it matters how much of a mood i'm in like i, I obviously <laughs> love well i mean you know there's there's different types of hardcore for me well you know? i mean like, but we all sort of think about like our type of
0: like when i think of hardcore for me like the records that come to mind are more new york records mm-hmm. like I, I never think like oh i want to listen to fucking the adolescence. See, that's or funny like, i
3: was i was thinking the complete opposite mine right. was mine was like i would like to listen to like monuments of thieves his Heroes gone and i'd oh, like okay. to listen to uh the, the carry-on record that record has some of the hardest breakdowns like When that came out around the same time as American Nightmare, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is so brutal. You know what I mean? Like, so those two records alone, like, I loved them, you know? And like, I was, you know, growing up in Philly, I mean, I I went to high school with Frail, like mm-hmm. they were all seniors when I was like a sixth grader, you know. So like, <laughs> like the first time, hardcore show I ever went, the first show I ever went to was Frail and Chokehold, like in my hometown at like this Sinicid like AV club building mm-hmm. where they were like, a lot of dude. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, yeah, it was great. I remember in the pit, someone got a pizza dumped on their head. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> like, it, it was the best. I was like, I was oh, literally, I was, I was eleven you know what i mean like and it was crazy and like frail lived in my neighborhood so like they'd be drying their t-shirts on their front lawn and i'd be like skating down the street like what is this like i want in that gang like you know <laughs> what i mean like whatever they're doing so it was like for me when i was coming of age of hardcore and listening to hardcore those guys were already over hardcore you right, know what i mean right. so it like opened my mind up to like started getting into like brit pop and like right. blur and like listening to oasis and stuff because those dudes would be like don't waste your time with this. Like, you know, and I'm like, all right. Like, literally, I, I was writing letters back and forth to the singer Eric Hammer when I was in high school. And like, he hit me up and he's like, yo, uh, I got tickets to uh, uh, Radiohead. They're playing at Liberty State Park in front of the Statue of Liberty. And Kid A had just come out. He's like, do you want to go? It's like, yeah. So I went to see Radiohead with Eric Hammer when I was in high school. It was just like totally like I ate ecstasy that night. It was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it rained. I booed the beta band and threw shit at them. Like I had the best time, you know? So it was like, you know, like hardcore. Oh, I
0: like beta band. Yeah. Well, they, they were horrible
3: that night. Like, you know, plus I was ripped, you know? but right. No, it's like there's so many different levels of hardcore because I loved all that stuff. But yeah. then I also like, you know, a lot of New York stuff, you know, obviously you don't You can't not like it. (laughs) Right. I mean it was just like for me. Shelter.
0: So I feel like you must have played with all the classic New York hardcore bands, no? I mean to me the classic New York hardcore bands were all broken up by the time I got into it. (laughs) So what era was what era were you playing in Shelter? Like ninety two to ninety four. Okay. So that was like you know, like I was at their first show, which was in nineteen ninety. Um, and even then, that's, like, way after. Yeah, like, I guess, like, 88, me, like, 89 is when a lot of that stuff was dying, right? Or the, Well, the, yeah, like, the scene had completely died to me, like, by, like...
3: I, mean, I don't want to say died, but it was oh clear geez. that, like, it wasn't what it no, was. No, the renaissances that ha- they happen, like, <laughs> it happens in Philly. Right. I went through three of them, you know, like, clubs yeah. closed, like, shit Well, happens. see,
0: and that's the thing. It's, like, so when I started going to shows, like, properly, it was probably, like, 1987. Mm-hmm. And, like... That was still when this sort of youth crew happened. But the Mm -hmm. bands that I was really like, I mean, I loved the youth crew bands, but the bands that I was like super into were like all the older bands like Kraut and Calls Mm -hmm. for Alarm and The Abused and like definitely bands that like, I mean, Calls for Alarm got back together. So I got to see them. Oh, they, but their first reunion actually happened at the Ritz in like 1987 or 88. Mm
4: -hmm. And so
0: I saw that and I was like, oh, awesome. And then Kraut did a reunion. And they opened for GBH at the Ritz in, like, 1989. And they went to that, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> that would have been yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't see fucking Agnostic Front with John Watson or something. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, anything like that. Yeah. Um. So, like, but, yeah, by the 90s, the only legendary band that Shelter played with when I was in the band was Seven Seconds, which I was super psyched on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was in Sacramento, too. Oh, that's great. So it was, oh, like, great. a super hometown show. Yeah. And, like, and Ray, like, Went out and sang a song with them. I can't remember now, but it was that was a great Seven Seconds. Another band that was like one of the first bands I ever saw uh, was I saw Seven Seconds and Circle Jerks at the Old Irving Plaza, and mm-hmm. that was been like the New Wind tour. So I don't know what year that was, but
3: yeah, no, I I actually I when Anna and I met going to hardcore shows, uh, I'd always see her around because Anna would always be standing in front of the truck at the Sunday matinees uh, scalping tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I was the what face of the like you were like <laughs> she's yeah, like, she selling tickets
0: she's selling
3: tickets like
0: straight up like, oh for like somebody. legit scalpers who were like no, no like or were crew. you actually at Kinko's like making tickets no
4: we bought the uh, no our crew would, would put their money together buy, and all buy all the them up and then <laughs> then oh so okay so these weren't
0: fake tickets no they were real tickets they were
4: real tickets they were just at elevated prices
3: wow like the line would be wrapped around the block and raining and Anastasia like. Come on, you know you just want these tickets.
4: They're like you're destroying the scene. I'm like, yeah, pay up, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I don't have a job. So how? So <laughs> let's, let's let's
0: get into this. Let's turn this into a Freakonomics podcast for a second. <laughs> what are the What are the economics of scalping? Like, so how much depends. What depends do you think? On, your what were your margins? Would what depend, do you think? Your best like, What was how, your best it would depend
4: sell? On the band. What was your best sell? Uh, the Modest Mouse thing. Uh No, I think the Get Up Kids. Yeah, when the Get Up Kids came back because the Get Up Kids had this like very legendary show in Philly. Oh, that
3: like, show was so! M- I was there.
4: Who else played at, at, the at the drive-in open? At the drive
3: it was at the First unitarian Church, and during the Get Up Kids, just set, like this someone smashed a bottle fight, on a like, on a woman's super face. Super violent. Oh. So the yeah. Get Up
4: Kids said they were never going to come back. Basically, and then they did come back, but they played like the track, like a legitimate, right? Like that's not going to happen. And they
3: made T-shirts with brass knuckles. Yeah. On. <laughs>
4: so when they came back, people were like really, really stoked. So like me and my partner were like, well, we got to hit this, you know, hard. <laughs> 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 we have to take advantage of like all these kids' enthusiasm to see this band, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Because, I mean, at that point, I mean, we'd like you went to every show all yeah, the time. Yeah, we were teenagers. So, you know what I mean? It wasn't as exciting. Every night we were at a show, you know? I, was, I think I was in high school, like senior in high school, I guess. And so, yeah, that night, I mean, we made, we made a lot of money because people were really excited. And like, they were like, it's your, your, your reason that nobody can see these bands. You know, <laughs> like people would say all kinds of things. I'm like, yeah. do you want to see this band? So, how, how like, regularly would you do this? Pretty regularly. That's I mean, so. Like, whenever never had a show, whenever there was a show we thought was going to sell out.
0: We right do it you oh, know yeah.
4: like reggie in the full effect or like some you know what i mean like some band that, the, that people uh, were like real the best on. one
3: was the funniest one was when uh snapcase good riddance yeah. afi and the and uh uh kadynamite played at the truck and it was like one of those sunday shows and yeah. afi was like real early in the bills before they went full on like makeup goth mm-hmm. and uh Davey Havoc was in the crowd during Snapcase and got knocked out, like, spin kicked to the head and oh, knocked shit. out, and they shine the spotlight down <laughs> on him, like, after the sound. He's, like, totally, like, knocked out on the ground, and people had to come get him and stuff. Oh, and that's why, uh, when they end up doing this music video of, like, dudes moshing, like, with no crown and stuff, that's all oh, Philly kids. AFI, right? yeah. Yeah, 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 that's, they're all, that. Philly yeah. all Philly dudes, and they kids. flew them all out to be in this video. Nikki? He was like, yeah, Nikki yeah. from Nothing's in the video, wow. but they were like, we only want the hardest dudes. Real dudes. I got <laughs> knocked out of that show. Like, but yeah, you. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are selling tickets for that one, too. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah,
4: maybe. I don't know. And that,
3: someone's
0: telling me now, if you want to go to a show and it's sold out, like you can update stuff on StubHub live mm. or whatever, and he oh, was well. like, When the show's starting or five minutes before, everyone will drop their prices super low because they just want to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Although, was that... No, I was just thinking about, like, because what show was that where Trevor got jacked before the show? Like, he bought tickets. I think he didn't buy from StubHub and he regretted it because he wound up paying someone on the street. And then they were like, yeah, these tickets are totally fake. That happened to Carla from Loveco when Mars Volta's first tour, they (laughs) came to, like, I can't remember, Roseland or something, and yeah, yeah. like she was like, they're like, no, these are fake. Yeah, I mean, Phil- so why do you think Philly has like such a reputation for being shady? Because it <laughs> is. <laughs> this is like, the whole so then podcast- the question is, why is Philly shady? <laughs> we did a podcast with Matt
3: Pond, yeah, and that was like we talked about shady Philly for like well, the, the honestly. Thing. The real reason is uh it goes all the way down to like you know the, the motto of Philadelphia. You know, and yeah. it's city of brothers. Brother well. Brother yeah, because the definition of it is we love our brothers and fuck everybody else.
4: I think. But, it, but <laughs> what about?
0: But it seems like a shady with each other. It's not like oh, yeah, you, brothers fight.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is like being in the shadow of New York and like being like we're a city too. God damn it! You know I mean? like, we'll do some you know. fucked up shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't know what goes on here. You know, like right. I don't know there's definitely a lot of a lot of shady stuff there's like a good friend of ours um his dad or his grandfather I guess lived like two com- two completely like separate lives one North in Philly, North Philly family, and one in South, South Philly and he had a wife and and a family no. in both he named his first son the same name <gasps> of both families yeah. <laughs> And yeah. the only reason they found out about each other is just one identity thieved the other because the other. they had the same <laughs> and like name the and like stole oh, his credit shit. Yeah. yeah, so that's like some Philly, <laughs> that's some Philly shit, like normal ass <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. Like, you what? Know, like, yeah. North Philly life? I got a South <laughs> <family>. <laughs> like, yeah. You Yeah, know, like I want Italian, I go to this one. I want Irish, I go to this one. You yeah. know, wow. like, just like, Oof, all right. Like, mm.
3: Wow, <laughs> I I missed it so much though when I wasn't living there. Like well, when I, we
4: were in Savannah, we'd go somewhere and people would be like. Oh, be careful in that neighborhood, like it's shady. And we'd be like, "Looks fine to me, like walking around, like it looks like home." Oh, okay. yeah. Like, oh, I forgot you're from Philly. Okay. Like,
0: I mean, what's funny is like your house in Savannah, like it was so beautiful, but at the same time, it, it needed work, right? Yeah. Oh, so it still looked like you, you know. I remember John and I, we were walking down the block looking for it, or actually, we did we ride bikes to your house? Like, no, I, I picked you up oh yeah Yeah, that's right there was something where i was like we were driving or something or maybe it was like during the day and i just feel like there was like this this time where we were looking at the block and being like Damn, man, and this block is sick. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, your house was sort of a little like punk housey. Yeah, yeah
3: well, the, the 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 landlord, the whole one of the things that helped us move into Savannah is this man down there is his name's Ramsey, and he's a great friend of ours. He's in his sixties, like Detroit guy, biker, old biker guy. Like, loves punk rock. Like, super into like Cleveland's like the Pagan. Like, Pagans are like one of his favorite bands, and like the Stooges and stuff. When I met him, he owns properties and houses down there, and he was like, I have the perfect place for you. And it's like, he bought the house in the early 80s, and it was like all crack in that neighborhood. And he's like, I don't want to restore it. That neighborhood
4: was like bad. It was
3: bad back then, but he didn't want to restore it. He wanted wanted it to be like as is. And since there's no basements down there, they just hook up air conditioning units on the floor and everything. But in that house, after the Civil War, um, these german workers came down to like rebuild the south because they burned it all down and these guys who stayed in our house in the one room wrote graffiti on the wall and it said uh hard times no money for beer and had their initials and said philadelphia pennsylvania on it (laughs) and here the work crew was from philadelphia that moved there and were in the house so he was like and to him he's like i have the house for you this is the (laughs) one you're supposed (laughs) to live in and we're like all right man like but no it was like it was cool like that place has like crazy messed up ghost stories with it. Like, the ghost tour... That goes around town like the hearse people ride in comes by our house like we sit on the porch and we're like hey like, not,
4: like you know they're like we tried and, to convince Nick to to get a job driving them yeah in between doors <laughs> Come oh Nick you'd be perfect. perfect driving the hearse around like, oh you're actually
3: oh, no, guys. <laughs> if he talks
4: like that <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> welcome no. to the haunted house tour <laughs> be great because the story is the the man who built our house was like a tugboat captain and he died. The year it was finished being built, two weeks. So two, yeah, two, two weeks, weeks after he, it was done being built, sank. and so oh. his wife wow. lived in the,
4: the house yeah. forever until she was like ninety five. Yeah. I think. And yeah, la- they she laid, was the laid the body out, out, out like in, in the, the house, house for a all...
3: while. And like, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you guys are like in stereo. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Like she, when Ramsey bought the house, he got a call and he's like, "Yo, they're like someone stole your front doors off your house. You need to come down here." So he went down there and went into the house and tripped over a dead body. And a uh, 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 local prostitute was murdered and stuffed under Ducky. the steps. Her name was Ducky. Ducky. And uh, Ramsey found the body. And they're like, you know, the door, the brass doors are gone now and all that stuff. So years go on. He's building the house and fixing it. Finally, someone came to res- to to give him an okay from the historic society. Like this house is like cool for what it is, and it's it's official, like, you know. And the dude was like, oh, uh, too bad about your doors, uh, but you know how you know you know where you can get the mock. And he's like, what? The woman who lived there loved the house so much that the front doors are engraved on her tombstone in Holy. the graveyard at forsyth park right there like downtown like the crazy famous graveyard you know so ramsey went down there and like has pictures of like the front doors of what they're supposed to look like and all that stuff like the place is like wow weird like yeah. i loved it i love it was so creepy living there like mm-hmm. it was cool
0: but so the person who died, was she murdered? Yes. Yeah, she was, yeah. Murdered. yeah okay. she was murdered. Yeah, was
4: yeah. So that's nice. supposedly so. one of the other ghosts that was there. Yeah. But I never had any encounter with ghosts. Sean and Katie claimed that they heard some screams and, like, clawing and stuff.
3: I mean, you got to figure, like, someone's probably died in every house, yeah, right? Definitely. There's no ghost in that house. I ate acid in that house the day before we went on tour and, like... <laughs> If there were God, ghosts, they would have kept me. Yeah. Like like I the perfect opportunity for them. Yeah.
4: Yeah. They yeah. usually like to sneak on it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Why well, I, I used to be a well, I was I, so
4: I was beyond <laughs> livid because like we were leaving for like three months of tour. <laughs> the next day. And everybody in my house is on acid, but me. I was and like, Nick, "Oh, Nick when, didn't oh yeah, mean, Nick didn't do it either." And I'm like, "When did you guys all decide to do acid?" They're like, "Well, we just had it, so we can't take it with us." So. I'm like, "We have can't to do take laundry. We have to pack. We have to clean up." I was like, "Ah, oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we're all on acid now. Can't take it back." And like, I couldn't find Pat because I was like mad and well, fuck him. And then I finally like wandering around the house and I peek into our bedroom and all the lights are out and he's in bed like wrapped in a blanket, like, stroking our cat. And I'm like, are you okay? He's like, there's mosquitoes. <laughs> he's like, trouble is keeping the mosquitoes away. Trouble
3: was straight up our swatting cat, them and, like, batting them down. Like, I was like, whoa, watching it in, like, slow motion. It was awesome.
4: But Sean no. and Katie destroyed their bed because it, it was like they had put bed bug wrapper on their bed, like, as a precaution in Philly, Philly, Philly because they had a scare. So they had kept it on. So now when they're on acid, they're like, Peeling the plastic away, <laughs> like rough, throwing it in the air. I'm just like wandering from room to room, like what the fuck is going on? Like all pissed. Yeah, yeah.
3: So they would have got us. I would have. I would. Yeah, the
4: ghosts would have came. They had. They would have came then. Senior vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerability.
0: I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts either. I don't want to. Do you have a ghost story, Jonah? <laughs> well, not when I lived with Arturo. That place, like two. Two people thought was haunted by the mm. ghost of Didi Dee Dee Ramon because Didi Dee Dee used to live there. Whoa! <laughs> and stayed there a lot. And, Wait, uh, when did Didi Dee Dee die? Didi
3: Dee Dee died. What is that? Ninety nine? Yeah, yeah, a while ago. 98? Wow, is it
0: that long? Yeah, yeah, man. So, I think a while. So supposedly this place was haunted by Didi, but I never had that experience. But my roommate, who I saw blame from, was like, "I don't believe in ghosts until I moved in here."
3: Yeah so what's he do is he like eat his food and like play his records well what's weird is like, Arturo <laughs> our, 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 our didn't really be, Arturo sort of like believed in it goddamn record player off. We did a podcast why is like, Chinese Rocks on again <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on here it sounded like he was kind of like a pervy ghost cause like, uh, oh, cause, I like it was always that. women were like I was changing yeah, what if he's DD King ghost and he's got like the chain and the sneakers and shit and, like, oh, dude, I forgot about that DD King oh man oh, DD King I there? had that tape yeah what if it's Goes to D.D. Be the ghost of Dee King. That would be the best. That
4: would be, he'd be the <laughs> what best. What was
3: the big Dee King single? Oh, I forget what it was, but it was so slow. He was like oh slow God. rap. Yeah, <laughs> this awesome. is something. Taking his gonna, time. I'm gonna wish. Just taking D. his time, man. Seconds. But Yeah, I
0: don't. I feel like you guys must have. At some point, had a lot of fights about, like, why did you do this super irresponsible thing the day before we have to leave for a really long time? <laughs> we,
3: yeah, I mean, we just told you about Sean breaking his arm. Yeah. And like, you know, like
4: I think the, I was that mad, but it was just like annoying. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, all right, I guess I'll unpacking the.
3: Well, it's, all, it's like we played. At CMJ, I'd rather year. they do
4: acid at home than on stage, <laughs> which we in front of thousands of people. <laughs> that sounds like a that when sounds like I'm a the weird, only like, one playing yo, my instrument and I turn around Walter. and I just see Sean drop his guitar on the oh, ground oh, that, for the yeah. 30th time. Yeah, that was a rough one. We played on 4th of July in Florida and they all did acid and it was just like everyone was there and like happy to see us. And then we played and they were like, That's like the bye worst bye <laughs> You guys aren't playing your instruments. <laughs> so. he, he was wearing
3: all camo gear that he bought at a thrift shop and they were showing showing our music video behind us and he was playing and he looked up and he's like how come those confused. clothes aren't what i'm wearing he thought that was like what was happening to him but it was a video already shot so he stopped playing and it's <laughs> like, like looking
4: <laughs> at this video we're like what the fuck dude like <laughs> and was, sean just kept dropping his guitar <laughs> yeah, on the no, ground
3: uh last cmj we played at death by audio with uh proto Proto-Marty. martyr and we all ate mushrooms before the show like literally like 20 minutes before we went on we're like all right perfect time to eat these mushrooms now like we're gonna eat them and they'll kick in right when we're going on so we're playing and it did i like got the sweat like two songs in i'm just like oh here it is everything's getting super bright i'm like oh fuck and i look at miller and he's giving me the side eye like yo like i'm like all right and Nikki. At one point, ripped his guitar strings off, like held his guitar up in front of him, ripped all his strings off, and he told me afterwards that he felt like he ripped in and tore his guitar's soul out. (laughs) (laughs) like he was legit told me that he had to go for a walk after that set but i destroyed all the equipment after the show like we smashed everything on stage and i realized death by audio doesn't have like any way to get out and it's packed and i'm tripping my face off so walter sheffles pops out of nowhere and he's like yo what's up i'm like yo i'm tripping and i can't clean this up he's like i got you packed all my drums up for me Like, like legit helped me carry all my shit out like walter was like my angel that night he's like oh that's cool man all right yeah no worries (laughs) that was the best show though we we killed it yeah yeah, that was the best show we ever played on drugs punch in the face Ah. yo yo
0: yo crazy podcast thank you so much to pat and anna for coming by um creepoid are always on tour they tour so much, so you should go to their website, and when they come to your town, which they will, you should go see them because they are an incredible live band. If Jonah says it, it's true. It's true. Jonah, have you been punched in the face? No, I was just actually thinking about this. I don't think I've ever been punched in the face. Mm. And I feel sort of like... You've never been in the service industry. You've never been punched in the face. Those two things go hand in hand. Yeah, you gotta I've pick lived one Lived a dude. pretty sheltered life, I guess. Yeah, you been punched in the
2: face? I can't believe you're so.
1: Brad, you even punched in the face? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. No, I, feel like <laughs> I didn't.
2: I never was really. I've never been in really many, if any, fights really. But I did have mm, my best friend punch me in the face one oh, yeah. time when oh. I was kind of being a dick. Yeah, I had that. Knocked yeah. me down. Knocked me.
1: Oh yeah. Kind of knocked
0: me. out. I think the problem is that I'm so intimidating that no one really steps to me. Yeah. Well, that's true. So that makes sense. It's true. There's an aura of "don't fuck with" yeah.
1: from the bear. No, I yeah. w-
2: That's the first thing I think of. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. My our, our the old don't di- let
0: this small sweater fool you.
1: <laughs> the uh, the the old director of uh of the Untitled Rock Show who now does the Tonight Show and was nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> nice one, Dave Diametti. Uh It was awesome. Freaked me out when I, saw, I was watching the Emmy. I'm like, it's Dave. Well was like, done, more like
0: Dave D M Emmy.
1: Yeah, where he Ooh. didn't win, yeah. uh, but. <laughs> Um, I got punched in the face on TV And uh, They had to like cut They didn't even have time to cut commercial Stage manager had to jump in And do the rest of the the bit Before I came back He's now stage manager for Seth Meyers, Steve Um, And And
0: you it, got was, hit, it was someone in the audience. Someone in the audience. No way.
1: Yeah, like, I forgot me. about that. Kid was crazy. I feel actually very bad for him. He was very mentally disturbed. Oh, um, he thought like the female co-host was his girlfriend. He was there, Jeez. I thought he was like some weird kid, and I was like, "Come here, give me a hug," which I used to do to kids, and I went for it. And Before I could hug him, he clocked me.
0: <laughs> what did it? <laughs> kind
1: of rightfully so. <laughs> Teach you a lesson. You know did, what did I mean? Who it, the fuck it, are you gonna <laughs> hug? Was it on the show? Oh yeah, it aired. Yeah yeah, and and but and the. The sad part for him is that immediately, like, all the local one dudes who were, oh, like, sure. my friends, sure. like, tore this kid apart. Uh, like, like tossed him. They came back and said, we got him out of the studio. He might not, his head might not have cleared the doorway on the way
0: out. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God. I got, I got shoved by a kid like that on Warped Tour one year while I was doing a signing. And me and everyone from every booth, like Vans, Epitaph, Chase's kid pulled him down and it was assigning with from first to last so it was sunny the skrillex dude is like sitting there and he was like probably like 16 was just like i was like hold on a second and <laughs> we chased this kid down and then we went into this room and they were like, do you want to press charges and i was like no and this cop was like sit down the kid's like no it's like sit down no cop just like sweeps the kid's legs i was like okay i guess you're gonna sit down <laughs> but yeah it was like one of those weird situations yeah. where you're just like you you're like i just want this person just to not be here. Just go away. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to, like, make their life worse. No, yeah, exactly. And poor Skrillex. No, oh, yeah, exactly. do <laughs> didn't want him to have to see that. No. He was just a kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Anyways, I just spilled coffee all over my oh, phone. No!
2: And your phone. Ugh. All right, let's get this over with. See all right, let's get this up. over
0: with. Thanks to Pat and Anna from Creepoid. You guys are the best. Uh, Check them out. Donate. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out.
1: Goingofftrack.com. Yes. Subscribe.
2: Thank you to all the
0: people who've been donating. I get a donation at least once a week.
2: Nice. Thank you. We love you for
1: that.
0: Yeah, we love you for being cool. So we'll be back next Wednesday. Uh, Talk to you then.